passport. Yay, and I don't have anybody trying to chew on my microphone cable tonight, because everybody's just sort of chill. Okay. Like last night when they, or last time when they kept trying to pull my microphone cable out, and it kept screwing everything up. Anyway, okay, you start. Yes. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Suisse No Magi podcast. <laughs> I'm Rob's temp replacement. And I, unfortunately, am still Jen. Suisse is still cute, and today we will be discussing uh, Gundam Witch of Mercury. Sugoi. <laughs> Baka. Be- because, um... Technical difficulty. Well, there have been a f- various technical difficulties from all of us this it's, week, I think I've had. Yeah, uh, it's, it's been Dental a week. issues and calling doctors and so busy and not getting enough sleep. And and uh, Rob has suffered more in the past few days. Well, not horribly so, but like he helped move a dryer out of a basement. And, and that right. was like the icing on top of the week. Right after getting his COVID booster. Uh, yes. I seem to have been mostly recovered from whatever viral nonsense had me laid up for the bulk of the month. Hmm. Uh, so, and, and not to say too much about my job, but that's been an adventure the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, that too. Uh, it's settling down. Just, just been th- things so but i have a lap full of kittens uh they are about getting close to three months old Aww. and they are all little tabby kittens and lots of people keep asking about them and then not actually following through and filling out the applications so that's kind of annoying but they are good babies if you hear purring probably from either spruce cedar or sequoia oh good babies yes. Oh, and uh, I, I have not finished the Patreon episode, although maybe it'll be done first, because I was really close. That Anyway, Patreon will be out, and, and this... We're doing an episode of Gundam Witch, the first episode, not episode zero, although we probably will talk about episode zero in passing. Mm-hmm. Because, well, my first idea was like, oh, we're not going to record this week. I finally put out the Bubblegum Crisis episode me and Rob recorded months ago, which I... I forget if I've even started editing that. The files are presumably still on my Dropbox. <laughs> but then uh, Jen suggested, oh, maybe we should watch Gundam, or maybe I should watch Gundam, which finally she said to herself. Yes. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Because I, uh, I, I feel bad that whenever there's like a, a spare, you know, filler episode like that. It's always because I wasn't around and you guys recorded one. So I was like, I want to be on a filler episode. Why? I've been meaning to do that. Yes. Well, also, I've been meaning to try and force you two to record something on your own and then need be surprised by the edit later. Oh, we'd have to (laughs) think of some some kind of overlap there, because I did think that if the two of us were going to do something, it, it needed to be extremely anime. Yeah, more so, more likely. Anyways. I would, and then I was reminded for a moment there of uh, foster kitten names. Uh, one of the other fosters last year had a litter that she gave uh, names of uh, Miyazaki characters, oh. and we would have people come to the PetSmart event and be like, "Oh, this is that litter that saw the anime names." <laughs> <laughs> So this is why I, I don't get too adventurous with the kitten names, because if, if I had a litter that was like 
Shinji and Asuka and Rei, it would absolutely go over everyone's heads. Well, I guess Ava names may not be that bad anymore. They're like you're you're better off going with like One Piece or Naruto or something. I might get the high schoolers popular? who show up who help volunteer for like setting up and tearing down at the events and don't seem to own clothing that isn't from Attack on Titan. So. <laughs> oh. I guess some Attack of Titan names are very boring, but I don't really like Attack of Titan anymore. Yeah, Good songs. Me neither. No. So anyway, no, I, uh, I, yes, yeah, anyway, I, I suggested because it, it's definitely a series that I've been, I just chron- am chronically backlogged on TV shows yeah. at this point, but it's one that the nice thing about these series because one of the things that I currently have queued up in my Blu-ray player now is that new Ga- Gal Gygar set. Yes. Uh, which is 48, 49 episodes. Uh, so the nice thing about everything being nice, short, like 10, 8 to 12 episode seasons of everything, be it new anime, be it the new Willow series. Uh, oh, yeah, I gotta watch that. I, I have more of a backlog of live-action stuff to watch. Yes, but I definitely... Willow and Andor and... That was the other one. This was on the... Mm. This was on the show. Andor's really good. I know, but it's like, it's more serious. I've done. Gundam... Gundam Witch is like one of the few series I've been current on. This was that was the saddest thing about how sick I was, and it it wasn't COVID. It was just some viral thing, uh, just a stomach bug for a weekend, but then like a solid week and a half of being utterly exhausted. And the saddest thing was that for most of it, I was not well enough to actively watch anything. <laughs> yeah, because I was, actively watch something that requires reading subtitles, or even that requires like following a plot. Oh. So I was just like, Pluto TV's Star Trek channel was showing Star Trek the original series, and I just had that on and was waking up between naps and being like, oh, hey, this is the one with Harry Mudd. He was Cyclonus. And then going back to sleep. Oh, hey, this is the one with the rabbit. Yes, this is the one with Zephram Cochran. Oh, he no, not Spock's like brain. Yes, that was one of them. <laughs> that was one of them that I woke up and, and caught a little bit of. So, uh, yeah, so all of my backlog, there was a point where I was trying, so I got that analog pocket, uh, mm. which is like a handheld, uh, like a hardware emulator. Uh, and I was uh, playing through. Actually, I was restarting Final Fantasy IV, and I like couldn't even hold it up. I did not have the oh. strength to hold up a Game Boy. <laughs> oh yeah, that. Well, I've been like that to a degree, but usually it's like when I'm laying in bed, it's like no, I can't be bothered to hold this up anymore. I'll just go to sleep. So all of my my backlog, and I got through very little of it during that just about a week. I had to take off of work while everything at work was on fire oops so uh, that, that's that's another story we will avoid until maybe future generations i am avoiding that story forever so uh but yes uh so this is something that was uh in in my to-do list of shows i wanted to watch so it seemed like a good thing to uh 
happen to use this as an excuse to jump into. Yeah, we've done Gundam before, but on the Patreon with Hathaway and exposing Rob to whatever the fuck this is and confusing the hell out of him. <laughs> but have you been watching Gundam series in recent years? Have you seen Iron-Blooded Orphans and... No. That was the other one. I used to be, like, really into Gundam. Back uh, in the wing days, of back, course. Well, back in the wing days and more like back in the uh, really good Ocean Group uh, Mobile Suit Gundam dub. Oh, yeah. And uh, 8th MS team. And I always uh, like the, the military Gundam stuff. I don't like it as much when it gets... I don't... I don't we did G Gundam for Patreon, which is fine yeah. oh, because yes. G Gundam is... Hilarious. It's, it's very much its its own different thing, which isn't normal Gundam. But yes, mo most TV Gundam tends to be lighter on the military, except for the original stuff. It's since that it's been more tapping into whatever's the market and going with that. Oh, boy band stuff works. I like, more wing, more I stuff like, like that. Gems. I just like the like basic generic like random soldiers mobile suits. So I really yeah, like eighth MS team. Yeah, it, it's it's more the the section of OVAs where technically they're calling them Gundams even when when they're mostly just fancied up gyms or the equivalent of mass production units or test beds for the next mass production unit. There's really just there's two two versions of Gundam. There's two ways. Not counting G Gundam. Well, there's no it it does count because basically with Gundam either. A new series will require you to have absolutely zero oh. previous knowledge because it's an alternate universe, or yes. it will require you to be capable of, like, writing entries on the Gundam wiki. Like, yeah, it that... requires you to have studied, like, the equivalent of some old guy who knows way too much about World War II. Yeah, it, doing it's, History Channel documentaries. Well, it's very similar to Transformers in a way. A lot of things keep going back to G1. They're just, for Transformers, it's a different version of G1, reimagined. Whereas Gundam, it's like, no, always going back to the one-year war and, like, the year after and the year before. Well, yeah, and the, it's all in continuity, except yeah. for the gag mangas. All the Universal Century stuff is literally just one set continuity of very like detailed specific oh. stories and side stories and character relationships and so they do these alternate universe ones that are just totally fresh except it has some some mecha. concepts that are similar to basic gundam anyway yeah. well the basic gundam formula is teenager discovers gundam or is handed gundam by a family member Starts fighting in space. Eventually, they crash land on Earth for a third of the series. And then they go back into space for the final confrontation. Rinse, so with, repeat. With Hathaway, you get to explain things like what happened to Australia. Yeah, which which I recently found out that wasn't in the original One Year War. I mean, there was a colony drop. Right. It's just in the original anime, we didn't know where it was. Mm. But then, like, later books and stuff expanded. And one version was in Australia. Mm -hmm. One version was, I think it was just scattered everywhere. Mm -hmm. But then eventually the Australia version stuck. Just sort of broke up. and Yes, but it didn't stick until after um, 0080. 
Mm-hmm. Which is weird. It, it That became the official canon after that OVA. And it's weirder because Bernie makes a line. It's like, oh, yeah, my accent, accent is from Australia. I come from Sydney. That's Ooh. where the colony landed. I mean, he could <laughs> be from there from before the colony. I mean, I'm from from Alabama in a certain, you know, interpretation, yes. but if Alabama had been blown off the map 30 years ago, I would still be from there. Well, no, it's like it it would have been like the year before, but it it's it's still a weird thing. It's like, wait a minute. That should have raised a bigger red flag than it does when it comes up. It it's just retroactively it's insane. <laughs> anyway, anyway, th- yes, th- I feel like we're doing an April Fool's episode where we never actually get to what we're talking about. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I didn't expect we would do that for Gundam. I thought that would be for a random Transformers episode we just make up. Yeah, I was thinking anyway. it would be for like the end of Armada or something like that that's like random and makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gundam, Witcher Mercury. So why show. is the show just Utna? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, they threw a few things into a pot, sugar, spice, everything nice, and, and out came lesbians. I but think yes, Utena every... is like one of the major ingredients. Uh, the Tempest seems to be another ingredient, but I don't know as much about the Tempest. I think every Actually, episode of this Utena, should but... actually just be like, obviously an homage to some different classic anime. So in the next episode, like, the other last survivor from Mercury shows up and is a huge asshole and then, I don't know, like, marries some friend of hers. And- I don't think they need to do that because there actually are so many references to Gundam and, like, specific shots in other Gundam Third in episode, this there's pirates. Pirates? <laughs> We do sort of get pirates eventually, but not, well, only in the general, like, space pirate Gundam sense, but not quite. Anyway. I mean, I I had gathered from the internet that there were sapphic undertones. I just had not realized that we were specifically yeah. dueling for a bride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's very much that. Okay, anyway, uh, where does episode one start? Oh. It starts with Suleta's first day at Gundam School. I guess Mobile Suit School. Mobile Suit Academy. Astacasia School of Technology, which is sort of a higher education for mostly rich space assholes who uh, are children of the employees of a giant mega corporation. So it's basically like a, a military academy, but for nobles, effectively. Yeah, it, mostly nobles. There are some low-level Earth people who, like, got scholarships or some shit. <laughs> but oh. so, like, it, it, we mostly just see, like, the, the piloting section. There's also, like, management and engineering and mechanics and things. So this is, this is a good old-fashioned child endangerment school story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, not to the gr- degree of, like, um, Girls in Panzer, where a club of girls, like, fights with actual working tanks. You know, like you but, do in school. But I guess having giant mecha stomping around with... Well, they're not quite live rounds, but they're... <laughs> 
not entirely inefficient. They could kill you, but yeah. They're not not live rounds. Yeah. So Selena Mercury, coming from Mercury, in, in a... Her mom got her a spot at this elite school... And and she's in a ship flying to the space colony on built on an asteroid, which looks like an, a giant electric shaver in space. It looks like the kind of thing that would have been beautifully hand-drawn circa 1980. And unfortunately, here is just CG, because that's what we do now. I, it looks like good CG. Have we... I, I, no, we mentioned in the Patreon, but I don't think we've mentioned in the main mm-hmm. podcast uh, just how anime art has gone from lovingly rendered hand-drawn machinery to lovingly rendered hand-drawn food. Well, yes, there's that, but this, this show- <laughs> it, that's a thing. It does use CGI mecha, but there's also a lot of hand-drawn stuff going on, at least in some of the more dramatic elements of fights. Yeah. But anyway, as she's coming to the colony, she she sees in the distance this little floating person in a spacesuit in space, <gasps> oh, slowly no! running out of oxygen. We have a save the cat moment. So, incidentally, just as a note, uh, the important thing to know about Suleta Mercury is she has zero chill. She just has yeah, what, no chill. <laughs> whatsoever. Well, she's she's no chill. She's also cringe. She's awkward as fuck because it turns out this will be her first day at a school. She's been homeschooled her entire life. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so she stutters a lot. She's awkward, weird. Now Apparently I- has not interacted with other children her age either. Now I understand why the internet is so in love with her. Yeah. Because she's just, yeah, she she is the most adorable child in the world. Very on the spectrum somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I she's kind trying of, her best. I mean, not to, I, I feel like it's safe to say that any protagonist of a Gundam series is going to be at least vaguely new type adjacent. And that's a fairly... Yeah, on the spectrum kind of way to be. There are are a lot of previous protagonists you can argue are various levels of autistic, especially in the last years like Amaro. Amaro, um, <laughs> yes, but he he becomes more well adjusted than a lot of other pilots. Okay, admittedly, some pilots die. And like uh, Setsuna F. Sae, who wants to be a Gundam, he's just a, a focused weirdo who's good at killing. You know who isn't, though? Hmm? Domon. Domon, yeah. Domon is actually probably the most well-adjusted of every Gundam pilot. You know why? It's because in his universe, the Gundam pilots are jocks. Yes. (laughs) They're not nerds. Gundam pilot is also more of a normal sports thing. Yes. Like, he's a normal sports protagonist. Man, maybe that's why I just never meshed with G Gundam. Because the main, all the main characters were jocks. I don't know. Sports anime is really fun when they go outside of sport. Like, G Gundam is a great example. It's, it's, it is a sports anime without, and also tournament anime, without being sp- an actual sport. My second favorite sports anime is Yakitate Japan, which is about bread baking, but it mm. is totally a sports anime. Mm. So it's like a, a baking show. Yeah. 
a baking yeah, competition, you- but an anime about a fictional baking competition. I'm not sure, like, everything they you can follow and bake what they bake, but there are some episodes It's like, yeah, you can bake that bread by watching the episode. Again, food. Yes, food's great. They always gotta do food these days. It's always food these days. Ba- back to the actual episode. So, Soleta <laughs> convinces the guys that are piloting the, the, the transport that's taking her to the school to let her out in her Gundam to go out and save this person floating in space. Someone's in danger is trying to escape from the school, but in such a way that it also feels like a suicide attempt. It kind of does. Like, because she's running out of oxygen, but, well, the idea, presumably, is she's out there waiting for someone to pick her up. But in the episode, we never get any indication that someone was going to show up to pick her up. She might have thought that, but I don't see any random shuttles (laughs) floating around out there other than the one that Suleta was in. Yeah, she definitely seemed to think that this plan was going to work. <laughs> but it was definitely not going to work. No. So Suleta goes out there, grabs her, and and then the little girl she's rescued, uh, Minorin, is really mad at her and headbutts her in her helm in their <laughs> spacesuit. <laughs> and it's like, damn it, I was trying to escape. Yeah, but, but, but you, you, you dying in space? No. You were failing. And you have to take responsibility for saving me. Oh no! <laughs> which oh, will no. come back. Which is it's Chewbacca time. It, it's a weird greeting. Usually, with like, like how you address like like your senpai or whatever or marriage. <gasps> like, please take responsibility for me. I'm new and innocent. Oh no. Or, oh, or no. like, take responsibility for me. I'm in your house. Hello, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's an odd little bit of honor thing. Anyway, cut to inside the school and Suleta being astounded by everything. The giant city, so many more people than she's ever seen in one place. There's a little thing uh, that comes up to her that's got a Haro head on a little, like, robot yes. body. And it has a sign that says, I am a Haro. Yes, and there's also... We see scooters driving by, piloted by Haros, as someone sits in the seat while falling asleep. Yes, the, the, basically, they seem to have, I, I guess, uh, evolved their own Haro technology, and that's just sort of their yeah. mascot for something that is, like, AI, but not... It, it's not... Haros are not in every series. They're not in G Gundam that I remember. No. But they're in a lot of series as cameos and things. Like, they're just this AI ball. In this, they're used adorably because you just plug them into anything that needs a small AI to drive it around. And I there feel you like it's a more recent thing that they've started just using Haro as, like, a general Gundam mascot. Yeah, since at least uh, Seed had some... There was um, Double O, uh, Lock on Stratos, I think was the only one that had a Haro. Like, it was his co-pilot for um, sniping. Oh, his uh, R2-D2. Yes. Oh, very much so. Oh, shit, that's what that's what they basically are in this series. Like, <laughs> we need an R2 unit, plug it into this scooter. Yeah, they're like droids. Anyways, so... Suleta is so happy. Her face is lighting up like like a tanuki that has been given a buffet. She is definitely the uh, audience character here. Yes. 
she's very much like being amazed by everything that presumably the audience would be amazed by. She she is more energetic and excitable and happy than most Gundam main characters. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say that she's like uh stable. Well adjusted. But, yeah, I'm not gonna say she's no. well adjusted, but she's definitely out, outwardly way better. more happy than most Gundam pilots. She yeah. she has like second character energy. She's the dumb one cashew. Or um <laughs> why did it Duo Maxwell. Sorry, my brain fucked up there. Aww, She's the duo, duo Maxwell. She 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 has a bright and sunny view of life. Anyway, the a, a mechanic girl student Nika shows up to help introduce her around. Who will, of course, be a character more important later. But it, it points around to things. And, and then Minorin shows up again. Yes. And, like, Suleta... Well, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Suleta's view specifically. But it is a recurring shot of seeing Minorin's legs. And then Suleta implied to be looking at her legs. <laughs> Which is a thing that was pointed out recently in, in another Discord. It's like, a lot of the times in shots, Suleta's staring at Minorine's legs. I mean, I guess if she is the uh, the audience view character, then... Yeah. It is, to a degree, a little bit of... Oh, it's taking away the male gaze of a slight amount of... Not that there really is that much ogling of her legs, but she has stocking legs, and we see her walking every once in a She's while. She's got little shorts on. Yes, and Suleta does have the habit of looking at the ground anyway. Yes. And Minorine's legs just happen to be in that view. <laughs> that happens to be where the legs go. Yes. Oh, bless you, little kitten. Little cedar. Uh, Don't you start getting a cold now, too, baby girl. And, and Suleta, at this point, starts stuttering heavily as Minorine is angry at her. It's just like, you saved me and brought me back to this school I do not really want to be at. She's so mad about it. She's so and, mad and about she, being saved. She vaguely explains, no, I was trying to escape to Earth. Which, as as we saw in a news thingy in the first episode, um, like, it, it showed, a, there was, a, like, a newscast segment cut in of, like, problems that are faced in space. It's like, oh, military spending and taxes and, and stuff. And on Earth, it's like, we're poor and hungry! <laughs> like, like, we have first world space and, and the rest of the world Earth. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's politics in this Gundam. What, what? a shocking thing that has never, ever happened <laughs> ever before in Gundam. A series based upon war. Yeah. Uh, Yet a, anyway. another uh, just uh, result of the big like cultural zeitgeist coming out of World War II and people who went yeah. through all of that. Yeah, people who grew up post-World War II yeah. made an anime about their feelings about war, and then Vietnam War happens later, and we got more Gundam series about war. What a surprise. Anyway, oh, and, and de then a duel starts between Gundam, or, well, between mobile suits, not Gundam. Just suddenly, everyone clear the field. It's time for some mobile suits. So 
Yes, yeah, so a giant field next to the school converts into a lunar landscape with hollow. They have a giant outside hollow deck just for mecha fighting. Well, they're in. Uh, aren't they? They're, they're in a in closed a ring. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, they're in a colony ring. They're in a ring, but the fact that like they can devote a chunk of that ring to a hologram fighting arena <laughs> next important. to the school. It's important. Apparently. Well, for the, the, the story of this, the, the very Utena fighting school, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that and, and, also and it, I mean, I realize that some of the the whole big inspiration behind that too is that that's also that very like nobility uh, military academy yeah. kind of thing. Jousting nonsense or yes. whatever. Fencing. Fencing and dueling. Though not normally with quite, I mean, it's dangerous, but not quite like you're gonna get stepped on dangerous. No, like Utena just took it to more radical fighting and, and nonsense and cool effects and floating castles in the sky and, and <laughs> yes. weird things with the announcers and stuff. Lots of chanting. This just cranks it up even more by like, oh yeah, we're doing it with giant robots that are 18 meters tall. It's fine. It'll be fine. No one important will get stepped on. Actually, all if all the kids are so important, you would think they wouldn't want them at quite so much risk of getting stepped on. Well, yes, but this fight is a little out... Well, not super out of the norm, but it, it's... The asshole who started the duel, Ghoul Jeturk. I wonder <laughs> if he is a jerk. Just a little. It, like... I mean, Tomino names of the past are sometimes stupid and on the nose and crazy. I love Gundam names. Quattro Vagina. But I think <laughs> Ghoul Jeturk, a cruel jerk, might be my favorite of all time now. <laughs> because... It literally describes his character. He's a misogynistic asshole. Mm-hmm. Who, whose character designs looks more like the main character of an anime. He, yeah, he's got the, like, two colors of hair. He's got a strong jaw. He's got, like, basic dark hair. But this swoop of bright pink that goes up. Yes. Like, he, ju he just screams main character from a more boys-aimed anime. My favorite... Gundam name. <laughs> it's mm. Much too on the nose. It's one of the video games where the mm. main character's name is Master P. Rare. And if you take oh, into account the RL transliteration, it, it, the player's character name is Master Player. Yeah, that, that one's kind of <laughs> dumb. Um, it's just so bad. Okay, my favorite silly Tomino name actually isn't from Gundam. It's from. Was it Ideon? Kitty Kitten. That's <laughs> not, just her name. Not Bring Stabity. <laughs> okay, well, the later stuff, you got Bring Stabity. Uh, what was it? Like Re Returner, Re Reborn Returner or something? There's anyway, you can tell this isn't too much to me now because, like, there are girls in it and they're getting to do things and not yes. being aggressively disregarded and or fought over. I mean, they're being this, fought over, but... This is, finally, the first Gundam TV series with a female main character. Yes. Not... There, there have been... Well, 
they're a bit more split main characters like in um, MS8 team and 0080. I mean, I've heard it said that they wanted to have... Kind of, Chris is, well, secondary, I guess. That they wanted uh, Lauren or Roland, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Roland, on how yeah, Tomino wanted to have her have him be a female which explains why he is in a dress and looks so pretty it's quite <laughs> super girly yeah so, it, so it's, pretty. it's one of those things well it's, it's like with sentai and Ra- power rangers and things like every once in a while they, they would like to have the main female main common rider be a female but hasn't happened yet Apparently, there's going to be a female Red Ranger yeah, on a there's, there was regular basis. Weird drama about that. Like, well, I, I haven't watched the previous series, but it's like it's a carryover from the last show. It's like a sequel series. I just saw it on like io9. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a cool idea. It, it just sounds like there was some other weird writing problems with that. But female yes. Red Ranger. But yes, yeah, so we. Here in the year last year, 2022, we get a female yeah, Gundam protagonist. Good job. Uh, it's taken 50 plus years for Gundam to get a female main character. 40. 40? 40 plus years. Oh, 40 plus. Okay, I did the math wrong. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yay. Yay, good job. Anyway, the the dueling committee has approved of this, and we get shots of other characters who become more important in later episodes. Uh, Shadik is the guy with long blonde hair, who's sort of the head of the committee. He's very surfer vibes. There's the guy reading the the ancient philosophy book, uh, Elan, <laughs> who, who mm-hmm. oh yeah, he, he doesn't have weird thoughts about things. Uh, and and other characters in there who sadly really don't get that much to do. There's another guy who sits on a couch, and there's was her name Cecilia. Yeah, the, there was a Cecilia, the really hot looking girl who spoilers really doesn't do shit. Like the most dramatic thing she does is is forced to get up off the couch in one episode and leave the room. Uh, do they do it dramatically? Do they do it like three times? No, it, it's it's like. <laughs> Like the card swipe in Gal Gygar final. <laughs> no, it's just that like somebody else has to use the meeting room, and she's really pissed. She has to leave, and then cut to her Aww. outside. <sighs> it's rough, uh, but it's but rough to she, be she isn't in the piloting training. She's probably in management or something. But it's like she has a cool design. Yeah. Let her do fucking something. Anyway, so, so yeah, the fight's going on, and it's getting closer to the school. We're to the point of Guel chops a chunk off basically nameless opponent he's fighting because I don't think we ever get a cut inside that cockpit. Cuts a chunk off that that goes flying towards Minori and Suleta and almost crushes them. And Minori grabs Suleta's hand, presumably the first time that's ever happened that a girl's grabbed her hand, and run, you <gasps> idiot! Baka! <laughs> Baka! And meanwhile, Gula, Ghoul, of course, defeats his opponent, and he's so fucking smug about it. He's such a jerk about it. It's amazing. Turns his camera to focus in on Minori, and because it turns out he's her fiancé because everything in this campus is settled by Gundam Fight. 
Yes. Including the hand of uh, Minorine, who is the daughter of, in, in episode zero, and he shows up a little bit in this episode, Delling, the ex-military asshole who's in charge of this mega corporation school. Yes, which you would think that he wouldn't want people, you know, he would, like, make a rule against dueling for his daughter's hand, but I guess he's a shitty dad. Well, also, he's, like, in charge of this mega corporation business, and the concept is basically, whoever gets my daughter's hand in marriage will eventually succeed me. Like, you're marrying into the family by business and Gundam fight. Once again, very nobility. Yeah. Well, it, it's made nobility even worse by turning it into capitalism. <laughs> and the only oh, place no. safe the only place safe from capitalism is space. Oh wait, the space colonies in space. Oh, <laughs> exactly. No. It's no longer safe. Where will Tim Curry go? It it is def Tim Tim Curry is trapped. <laughs> Oh, I would love if, like, a distaff version of his character from that game shows up in this. That would be great. <laughs> or, oh, wait, wait. What does distaff mean? Or does distaff mean gender swapped? I, so it's <laughs> one of those words I've used a few times, but I never entirely understand. Well, you've got the internet. I know. I'm looking it up now. Me the episode. Of or concerning women. I have been using it wrong for years. Ha. Well, it also means a spindle where you put wool or yeah, flax Yeah, I was going to say, I assume this has some sort of association with spinning. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not realize it. Everyone forgets how important spinning was. I, I yeah, it's very rumble still skinny, but that, it, which also probably means that's the word I've heard used wrong a bunch of times <laughs> in that awesome. I got the wrong idea. I thought it was more of a fancier version of knockoff. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. We learned things today. Anyway, uh, Minorine is at her little green house tending to her flowers, and Suleta has followed her because she does not know her way around campus. Not roses, though. Tomatoes. Tomatoes? She also has, like, some pink flowers or something. They probably have meaning. But yes, mostly she's focused on growing tomatoes. Because Mecha anime loves tomatoes. Oh. It, it's been a thing, like, I think Amaro ate a tomato back in original Gundam, but it, it comes up every once in a while. Because it's a great metaphor, because guess what? It's the color of blood. And brides love a greenhouse. Yes, and, and it's also, it's a very soft skin that can puncture easily and bleed, and it was used a heck of a lot in Big O yeah. as metaphor and visualism. Also, it's a red circle. It's really easy to draw. I mean, they go to town on it here, though. It's all, yeah. like, oh, yeah, shiny it's, it's, and... Cause, cause, yeah, because Minorian hands are one because Suleta's stomach was grumbling <laughs> and gives her a tomato. I've never had a tomato before. Is that what they look like? I've only had pre-processed tomato paste. Tomato flavoring. <laughs> oh, all right. It was tomato flavoring. It's even further away from a real tomato. <laughs> and it is sweet, unlike most tomatoes. Well, tomatoes are sort of sweet-ish. But it, it, it's a tomato that, that Minorine's mom had bred and designed, which gives you 
subtle meaning that, oh yeah, her mom is dead and left this to her, and that's basically all she has left of her. A tomato breed. At at least Suleta has, hey, your mom got you into the school and gave you a giant robot. I was gonna say, I would much rather my mom give me a giant robot than give me some heirloom tomatoes. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And then, uh... Then we cut to um, Delling having a meeting with the heads of various other of his sub-companies. Uh, Jeturk is like the main one who's Guil's dad. And then there's the Pale Ladies, or Peel, who are all like bald women with purple lipstick. They have not like normal lipstick, like creepy lipstick. Like Yeah, it's, it's off-color. Like going outside... Like Joker lipstick, almost. They feel like they're designed to be threatening witches, only instead of dressed in black with hats, they're in white and shaved heads. Also, are these the ones who are in charge of peril technologies? Peel. It's P-E-I-L. Oh, okay. Or pale, however it's pronounced. But yes, we we have a jerk jeturk, peril peel, and an old man grassly who... I think it was like the equivalent of part of the United Nations in the flashback previous episode. Or well, it's not a flashback because it came. The preview episode came out first online on YouTube and various places. I think because like normally a first episode of Gundam introduces the Gundam, but it isn't in episode zero. There's Lafrite, or however it's pronounced, mm-hmm. that is a proto Gundam, which. I, I think it might have been Ship of Theseus into the Gundam aerial that's in this, but th- that's sort of an unconfirmed thing, but it sort of feels like that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a sequel thing. It definitely feels related. Like... Oh, which, which calls back to... The literally. Tempest, I forget if we mentioned it yet, that, um... Well, we don't... We, we see a shot of her in this episode, but we don't see her until the next episode. Suleta's mom has changed her name to Prospera, as uh-huh. in Prospero from The Tempest, mm-hmm. who, who lived on a remote island with his daughter Miranda, and had two servants, Caliban, who has not come up yet in this, and a an air spirit, Ariel, as in the name of the main Gundam. Yes. <laughs> Although it, it, it spelled it's spelled more like aerial bots. Yay, the best, the best bots. But yeah, the the, the tempest is is about this, this exiled, effective wizard trying to get revenge on someone who fucked him over decades ago. Oh, I wonder where that's going in Gundam. <laughs> but also Udna. Mm. Yes. Oh, they're having this meeting, and, and they, they kick out the worst-performing minor company and cut them off from funding, because capitalism is a real enemy. Yes. This is true. Anyway, cut back to Suleta and Minorine and gives you the tomato and stuff, and uh, Guel shows up to be a complete asshole. As if we did not hate him from his first time he shows up. He's even worse this time. He, Starts wrecking the greenhouse. He's not great. greenhouse. The only thing she seems to care about, other than escaping this place, is these plants. This, like, oh, this school has a lot of mean girls. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has two mean girls that follow him. Well, because he's like the most popular jock at this school who's like, oh, the holder, the number one Gundam pilot who wins all these duels <laughs> and has his bride. Yet he has these two ladies who are just following him around. I mean, maybe they're hoping. Well, I guess want to jump his bones. Well, yeah, because but they're definitely Minori clearly doesn't like him. not upset about Ghoul trashing her greenhouse. Yeah, but but Ghoul's just saying the most misogynistic shit and knocking her down, and like you just need to shut your mouth and give yourself over to me. Yeah, he's bad. He's a bad person. What well, while. Waving around a root like a whip. He's a bad person with amazing hair. Yes, and and the two his two cheerleader lackey girls don't give a shit about this. They're egging him on. Suleta is getting very upset because again, Suleta has no chill. Yeah, and there's even like two security guards hired by like one of Delling's assistants to keep an eye on Minorin. And they're not doing shit because they don't care. But but Suleta is so annoyed and stuttering, and and she slaps Jaturk on the ass. <laughs> and just like, and and it's like no one has ever slapped him before in his entire life. Is how he acts. Now it's time for a duel. <laughs> Yes, could, could he challenged, he says, oh, why don't you duel me? Because I'm not going to apologize to Minorian. And Suleta's like, fine, I'll duel you. It's like, okay, the thing, all right, I'll apologize to her, but if you win, but if I win, you leave the school. And Suleta's like, yes, wait a minute. <laughs> but, but, oh, she keeps repeating a phrase that her mom instilled in her. Run away, gain one. Move forward, gain two. Which is an interesting mantra, and it's a neat concept, which calls back to the prologue episode of where... Uh, oh, what was her actual name before she changed it to Prospera? Oh, Elnor. Elnor, with her baby Aaron, who I guess was renamed... It, yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're both under aliases now. Yes, because they're in hiding, because they're considered witches who are building Gundams. Anyway, as I was saying, oh yeah. The, as the witches saying, do, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> saying comes from the fact that, that Elnora had to run away as her husband was fighting to save her and their daughter, mm-hmm. who were in the proto-Gundam. It's like, you're running away, but she seems to have twisted that in they were gaining two by saving her own life well saving the Gundam prototype and her own daughter and that's how she moved forward and is out for revenge yes oh also in the the, the prologue episode one of the darkest weirdest one of my favorite things it is little baby Ari who grows up to be Suleta's fourth birthday yeah, she's four years old. And she wants candles, candles on her cake. And as her father is pushing away the last remaining enemy mobile suit, it starts singing happy birthday. And well, it, oh, there, there's like, oh, what the fuck is it called? The uh, permit link levels of things like they were testing, like right. how well you sync with it and things. 
And it turns out if you stick a baby in it, it has the highest rating they've ever found. This is very Evangelion. Just well, also, a kid in it. E- Edeon. Younger the better. Another Tomino show. Mm. Where, where, where the, the, the giant titular mech was powered by people's spirits and it turned out in the movie when they stuck a baby on it it was at maximum power and could destroy galaxies or whatever the fuck oh no yeah so so anyway like the father was singing happy birthday Suleta had helped her mom select three enemy suits and caused them to light up and explode like candles and the fourth candle as her father sings happy birthday is her father's suit blowing up Happy birthday, Suleta. Happy birthday. Anyway, what was my digression? Oh, yeah, I was on digression about the the, the saying. About her birthday. So, yeah, the thing, I mean, we discussed with Rob what makes a Gundam a Gundam and not just a mobile suit. Hmm. Uh, And in this series, uh, it's a a much higher level, like almost, I mean, almost like Evangelion-like total merging. Gunned arm technology. Yes. Which is also, this is one of the first shows, well, outside of, I think, Thunderbolt, that actually involves, like, prosthetic limbs. Yeah. It, which makes a shitload of sense. You're, giant, you're building giant robots. You think some of that technology would go back and forth between human scale things. Right. But the problem is that it it uh, is too much for most people to handle, so... Yeah, kills them. The linking between man machine fucks people over. It's fine for cybernetic limbs, but tr- controlling a giant robot and making it move faster and better than human skill right. kind of fucks some people over. Yes. So. so that's involved with measuring what it actually is a Gundam in this universe. And there's a later episode that that ended up being a meme. It's like, well, what's a Gundam? It's a Gundam because I say so. <laughs> Yes. Basically. Anyway, um, oh, so 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 the duel is set, and that's going to happen. Guel Jaturk versus Suleta. Then we we cut back to Jaturk's dad is planning to kill Delling with a bomb on a shuttle because Delling is flying somewhere off the school campus. So there's a bomb there with a timer that will come back later, and then. then we cut to... Wait, where is it? Oh, yeah, we're going back to the fight, which is starting. Jaturk is there in his mobile suit with the largest plumage ever on anything. How did they How did they get a feather that big? I, well, when it gets cut off later, spoilers. Yeah, I guess when it gets cut off later, it's all separate. It looks like it's a bunch of small ones. Feathers, yeah. so it's actually just yeah. a large constructed feather. But it does have, like, a giant plume on the helmet, which seems difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like an engineering accomplishment. Well, it's probably the same kind of engineering that goes into, like, the Rose Bowl parade, where... It, it's a float made of a bunch of flowers. Like, this is a plume made of a bunch of smaller feathers. That's fair. Fair enough. So the, the framework and everything's got to be quite impressive. Oh, maybe that's what his groupies do. They they help decorate the feather. Oh, no. But, oh, yeah, the, the rule in the fight is the 
you have to cut off the horn of your enemy mobile suit, and that's how you officially win. You could do whatever the fuck else you want to it, except maybe destroy the cockpit. But yes, antenna, which, hey, Gundams have an antenna. He just has a giant, like, Hercules beetle horn and a plume. (laughs) It's a very handsome mobile suit. You should look it up. Yeah, it's really, it's chonky. It's big and purple. Parts of it are really cool, but it, it's squat. Well, it's sort of, it's a magenta, it, it's like a darker shade of his hair. Anyway, and, and the, the Ariel shows up, and it turns out, while Minurian was copying the school's map into Suleta's phone, she copied the access data to get in the Gundam. Minurian is in the Gundam. <laughs> you don't and just steal she can pilot. I mean... She Gundam jacks. It's an old tradition. No one knows it's a Gundam. Gundams are outlawed. Gundams are illegal because they were killing their pilots. That was the whole reason why their base was raided and destroyed in the first place. It's because Gundams are too strong. They're killing their pilots. That's not cool. Machines shouldn't kill people. People kill people. Oh, yeah, that that's uh, the Delling says in the, in the preview episode. It's a very odd twisting of things. Well, the, so well no, Mirren, his was like weapons Mirren. kill people, and but Gundam technology also kills the pilot, killing the enemy pilot. It's water. So Mirren doesn't realize this is not just a very pretty regular stock mobile suit. Yeah. Also, she's a nice custom mobile suit. She's in the management course, not the piloting course. That too. She is in business school. She, she probably has basic training, but she's in business school. She has no business being out on the field trying to shoot people. No. Uh, why do I have a note? This is one true. Oh, that there's a saying before they get out into the fight that it, it, it's not just the the machine. It's just not the pilot together that one truth prevails of whoever wins nobility honor nonsense get us a big anime stuff (laughs) yes and there's cuts to various characters as they're watching it including the one girl with pink hair and two giant puffs of hair who's another one of the best characters in this choo choo who gets a line but is not introduced I will look forward to meeting her and her enormous hair that somehow fits in a helmet. She is great. Oh, <laughs> there's actually production art drawings of like her strapping a, a little helmet covering on to stuff the puffs in there, and then somehow she gets into a helmet. Aww, enormous <laughs> space puffs. Sadly, we have not seen that in an episode yet. Maybe next season. Sadly. Uh, don't. Gwell is all. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, we can change who was the assigned pilot of this. I'll fight her because she is just my trophy wife. And that's all she is. <laughs> I'll beat her. It's fine. I'll be beating her for the rest of her life. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, he's he's like played up as such a misogynist asshole in this. I hated him from minute one. Good job, people. <laughs> Good job. You Good made- job at making him hateable. You made a hateable bastard. I can never forgive him. He deserves whatever he gets. Anyway, uh, the the girl from ear- earlier, the mechanic, Nika, lends Suleta her little scooter to run out onto the hologram moon field. And the little Haro head on it is telling her that she is going above the maximum speed limit and she needs to reduce her speed. Mm-hmm. 
oh yeah, um, I think in each episode the Haro is voiced by a different of actor from the series, but I can't remember who is what because I wasn't really paying attention. Anyway, Suleta gets there because Minoran's been knocked down, opens the the hatch, and then headbutts her back. <laughs> this is my mobile suit. Not only that, this is Ariel. I grew up with her. She is family. Yeah. <laughs> we, we live life a quarter mile at a time. We're family. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my mobile suit that's definitely not a Gundam. Yes, and so she fights and fusses about how this is my mobile suit. You shouldn't have stolen it from me. Also, of course, everyone is watching all of this, and there's a lot of chatter among the students that she has a tricolor mobile suit. This is a bold statement. The reference, yeah, because it, it, like most of the other mobile suits, are monochrome Mm -hmm. to stand out between which house they're from. And, And they say, oh, maybe it's a suit from France because of the colors. No, no, that's the that's the rose. What's the right colors for the, the French flag? It doesn't have a Napoleon hat like the rose. No, it, it, it's not from Neo-France, it's from regular <laughs> France. Little shoulder cape. <laughs> so good. Yes. Anyway, so, so we come back to the refrain, although I think this might be the first time she says the full run away, gain one, move forward, gain yeah, two she, thing. This is where she explains what the meaning of that little motto yeah. she's been saying is oh yeah and she says like like the purpose of that is well if you move forward you gain experience and pride and oh there was something else she said maybe but but it's like yes it's important and and with suleta in there it <laughs> the gundam has a shield and little bits and a gun and the shield splits into like 13 pieces, which turn into fin funnels and just start slicing Guel's mobile suit to pieces. Oh my goodness, the fin funnels in this are amazing. Some yeah, like, A-plus fin funnels. It, it goes back to like the original Gundam where like once Amro gets in the Gundam, it is definitely a better mobile suit than the Zakus and anything else it's fighting right. at the time. And that's normal, but like the power level difference just seems insane. Yeah, she has something that is way... Everyone else is just, like, cannon fodder compared to this. Yeah. And and it, like, it, it basically shocks everybody because, like, they can measure the permit score thingy where, like, like, three or four... Four seems to be the point where most people, like, it starts to break them and they can't use them and it's gonna turn out this wasn't breaking that level, mm-hmm. but it is so dangerously powerful. Yeah. I mean, I looked on Wikipedia and the summary for the second episode starts with following the duel, Suleta is arrested under a suspicion of using a Gundam. So Yes, we have a we have a court trial. <laughs> so yes, it is a whole thing. And, and thus, uh, it's a Gundam because I say so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like once you're regulating things through the legal system, you have to do more than just say that. But I guess that's like well, pornography. Yeah. But the, the capitalism controls and gets to say what is and isn't taxable. Yes. Anyway, um, so the, the what isn't isn't a gun. Minorin comes out of the mobile suit and it's like looking down on what's left of Guel's mobile suit. 
And he's totally stunned. It's like, I got my ass kicked. He sure did. And Suleta's like, I won! Yay! And, and Minoru turns around, and it's like, well, yes, you won with, with not just this duel, but you also won the, the holder title because you defeated the previous holder, which means you're now my fiancé. You are my groom. And Suleta's like, what? I am the Rose Bride. You have won my <laughs> yes. hand in marriage. Yes. And yeah, that's, uh, and, and yeah, Suleta does the whole, but I'm a girl. It's like, oh, oh, I guess Mercury is this it's conservative conservative place. Marriage between women is perfectly normal. It's like, <laughs> thank you, anime. Yes. <laughs> thank you be, for being officially more progressive than Japan kind of is. Yeah, than the actual country that's producing I think, well... I think there been there was a ruling months ago that it was better, but uh, still wibbly wobbly. But yeah, that that's the end of the episode. We cut to the ending credits, which which is the theme song with, I think the ending credits animation. It's odd, but it's fun. I I did notice in the you uh, linked me the opening credits. I must have looked away for a second as I was uh, when I had it on initially. Because I, it ends with the like two of them in that circling pose from the Utna opening. <laughs> like, oh, that's in the Utna opening. Oh, I'll have I'll, I'll, I'll look. Know. I'll send you a link to that. But yes, I I've seen clips of Utna and, and I know the basics, but I've never actually seen a full episode. I was watching, I was watching it for a bit, but it's unfortunately still a like 90s anime that has Ooh. more episodes than story and you get like yeah. clip episodes and I was like maybe I'll just look up one of the movies at some point <laughs> well no the movie I think is a sequel were there a compilation movies I don't know everything has them but I guess maybe that I don't know I'll look it up yeah anyway that, that- that's it and and oh but but um the end the, girls are gonna get married yes and the the title Suleta has a waifu now which from mercury is, is like what was it suisei no mado with mado is magic majo mm-hmm. with that magical witch girl but suisei madoka magica <laughs> yes suisei is in this translated as mercury because she's from mercury mm-hmm. but suisei can also mean a shooting comet Mm-hmm. But not a red comet. Oh. Not a red comet. Hey, Loki. No, which does in a way fit with the theming of, oh, if instead of instead of Char being a dude with mommy issues, what if the mommy was a Char with issues? <laughs> what if the mom was the Char? Hmm. Yes. What if Char but mom? So... Uh, presumably you're going to be watching more of this. Yeah. Yeah, I will watch this series. Good. There is a thing, although we didn't figure it out till episode three or four because of a line of dialogue or it just wasn't on the official pages or something. In episode zero, in the preview, uh, Aerie is age four. Mm-hmm. And the current, from episode one on, takes place 21 years later. Yeah, she's not 25 here. No, she supposedly she's officially 17. Yeah, what? That seems stretching it, but okay. Like, it, 
There are multiple ways to explain this way. Oh, maybe her mom put her in, in, in cold storage or cold sleep. Maybe they were traveling long distances out to Jupiter and back or some nonsense or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it's a clone body. Like, But there's been no attempt to explain it. It's just a... Wait, what? Oh, no. She's not... What? How? Why? Oh, no. One of the crazy theories is that Suleta and Ari are two different characters. I see. And Suleta is like a second child. Yeah, a second child, which also kind of doesn't make sense, since even if Suleta, like, even if... Even if Suleta was conceived, like, that 21 years ago, then she'd be 21, not 17. Yeah. So, eh. Yeah, it, it, It's that... just this odd mystery. Because, like, like when you see Delling and, and the other, the, the old guy, uh, Grassley, it's like, they look a lot older than, like, 10 years, Chuck which is Grassley? what you think. <laughs> no. No. But, but it's like, but it's 21 years, which explains how Delling, Delling's age. He looks like, oh, yeah, he looks 20 years older. Hmm. Not 10, but what the fuck? Suleta's age is confusing. I'm curious. It's going to turn out that she's like Ray, and there's just a bunch of clones of her, and they just bring one out whenever one dies. I, well, not that cloning would be an original thing in Gundam. Although, Spoilers for Evangelion. Uh, in official Gundam stuff, they've never done real cloning cloning. Any previous clone has been like, we, gene- we took a person who already existed, genetically altered, or did reconstructive surgery on them mm-hmm. to make them a clone. Unless the Purus are actually clones, but it's never fully confirmed. Because <laughs> Purus are a thing that's always bothered me. It's like, who the fuck are they a clone of? You know, just clones. Just people. Yeah. In general. I don't even think they ever say clones. They just all look the same. And say puru puru puru. Anyway, but yes, this 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 is a very fun Gundam. I need more of it. As of right now, we are getting a second season of another twelve or thirteen episodes. But that may be it, which would be weird for a TV Gundam since most of the for a long time it's been like fifty episodes. We we get at least like well, the last few have been like we get like twenty-five episode chunk. There's a gap and another twenty-five episode chunk. Mm-hmm. This being thirteen and thirteen is weird. I mean, and I want more in this universe than just twenty-six episodes. It's a lot more in line with how just shows in general are right now. So I could see that. I mean, it does seem to be. I don't know how popular it is in Japan, but um. Oh, I'll tell. I can explain. In one detail, how popular it is. Uh, the aerial, the, the mobile, the, the kit for the mobile suit mm-hmm. sold the fuck out to the point that they were putting any other Gundam they could find on shelves. It's like, sorry, here's this other thing on sale. You can't have an aerial. They're gone. Hmm. So that's promising. So they might yes. just keep doing it for long enough that it ends up having 1,200 episodes. <laughs> Like other anime. So, at least in the moving toy merch factory, it, it's been great. <laughs> so, hopefully we'll get more. I, or or at least do like a Gundam to Zeta Gundam thing. Like, do a time skip after the next 13 episodes. Yeah, and have... Because I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do a time skip or much of one between these two seasons. I can see that. 
so yeah, that was fun. I look forward to watching the rest of it. Yay. Yay, anime. It's not that I like anime. It's just that there are some things that I like that happen to be anime. Uh, lesbian romances, drama, emotional turmoil. Gundams. The the possibility of characters dying tragically. Oh, I do like some tragic death. (laughs) Yes. I like space opera. It's a Gundam. It's going to happen. I like space opera is the thing. It, it's not. It's nice space opera stuff, and and spoilers. Th- this season takes place entirely in space, almost entirely on the school, which is something I was kind of. Sp- I was figuring like by the midpoint something would happen that would like kick them out of the school, but mm-hmm. no, that well, doesn't happen. Still in school. Nice. They have not gotten expelled. They have not reached their last book of Harry Potter. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Potter. No, yeah, no. good Gundam. Get it out we of have, here! Oh shit! This is a, this is a long episode. We did talk for a while about the Gundams. Yeah, what did we, we, we the Gundams took us like five fifteen minutes before we actually started the episode. Yes, but it was fun. Uh, oh, this is going to be a long edit tonight and tomorrow. Sorry, it's fine. Well, if I get in the zone like I did editing most of the Patreon last night, it should be fine. But that was also very late in the night. So we can wrap it up? Do you remember how to wrap it up? Do you know how to wrap up an episode when Rob's no, not here? No, I, I, I rechecked how Rob starts an episode. I didn't check. Um, go go to... go to. We, we have a website. We, we have a Patreon. I'm running a, a Mastodon server now at Retro.Pizza. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and we have Patreon. February, we're going to do Wakanda Forever. Yay. Yay. Oh, yeah. Our, our Twitter is soon. at IaconUG. We also have at StasisPod, which I'm in charge of. I just have, <laughs> I don't use it enough. Um, the website is IaconUnderground.net. Okay. I had to leave Twitter cold turkey. Occasionally, I go back and tell people that Mastodon's doing great. Thanks. Well, I, 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 I'm enjoying watching Twitter burn, and, and hey, I've been on there 13 years! I know, me too. Me too. Oh, shit, Wait, did I convince you to get on there, or, or did you convince me, maybe? I don't know. It's been so long, I don't even remember. Hmm. I know that both of us forced most of our friends to move to Discord. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, it was fun wrangling all our old friends who do not like new technology. I don't want to move. It's like, fuck you, we're moving. I'm over on iMessage. Like, some people don't have Macs, you assholes. And then I went and got a Mac. (laughs) I still like ICQ. No. (laughs) Actually, I really did like ICQ at the time, but I stopped using it because I lost my password. Do you mean ICQ or do you mean IRC? No, I mean ICQ. Okay. I, IRC was fine, but I really like. Well, it was better for one-on-one chatting with ICQ. ICQ but. is pretty good too. All right. Maybe someday I will create a new account. No, I won't. I, I am like I going to order some pizza? I might go order some pizza. Oh yeah, I need to get a snack. How do we wrap up? We, we've said things, website things, Patreon, whatever. This is. See y'all next week. This has been Jen, and I'm gonna probably go play some tactics over. I'm going to take a break and watch some Farscape or something. I don't know. This is David. I am not Suisse, the shooting, shining comet. Good night. Good night.
it is hard to end the episode without Rob. We'll be right back.